Good morning. <laughs> uh, thank you. My name is uh, George Kenworthy, and I work for uh, Haiti Teen Challenge, and thank you for having us this morning. It is a thrill uh, to be here and uh, update you about what's going on with uh, our ministry and introduce you to our president and CEO of Haiti Teen Challenge. Um, we were birthed out of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge 10 years ago and uh, with, because addiction happens uh, around the world. And like Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge is the gold standard for addiction programs in the United States, Haiti Teen Challenge is the country leader in addiction. God has been blessing this ministry over the last 10 years, and we're rapidly grow- growing. We have a men's, women's facility, but we're expanding to every province in Haiti in the next uh, several years. Right now, as we're speaking, we're breaking ground on a youth development center. And the purpose of this is aftercare for the graduates because uh, when they come out, uh, they need uh, uh, just not put right back into their communities. It's a long process, addiction recovery. Also, there's going to be vocational and educational uh, training that happens in that because we set them up with jobs and educational opportunities, and we're partnering with businesses and pretty big universities to get these things uh, done. I want to invite you um, to our prayer breakfast. This is going to be really cool. It's at University of uh, um, Northwestern. It's on the 23rd. We're going to live stream it. It'll be simulcast. We're expecting 600 Haitians to show up uh, that Sunday or that Saturday morning. We will pray with them back and forth. Uh, Dr. Volsey is going to lead us uh, in prayer, and we're going to pray. We have a tight worship set, so it'll be a good uh, morning. Uh, there'll be um, refreshments, but uh, that's not the important thing. You come, you'll get to hear Haitian hearts for Haiti. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but Haiti can't get a, a catcher break right now. The earthquake, the assassination, things that are going on. HTC and the church that's been birthed out of HTC has been a hub for a lot of the relief, for a lot of things that are happening. And it's exciting. You'll get to hear how the Holy Spirit is moving in Haiti uh, October 23rd. We got a QR code in the back. Just scan that. It'll be cool. Why wouldn't you want to come? So, let me tell you about this man, our guest speaker uh, this morning, President, CEO, Pastor, Dr. Julio Volsi. It's a privilege to work alongside with him, and when we work alongside with someone like this, it's not a job, it's a calling. He's a man of integrity and fortitude and the hub of a lot of what is going on. His church, let me tell you about this, HTC has been in Haiti for 10 years in the program, out of the graduates that have been birthed at a church came, Rendezvous Church. That church has been in existence five years. And now that church, God's favor is on this ministry, has expanded to 5,000 people. Let me tell you a little bit about his, yeah. The Holy Spirit, yeah. The Holy Spirit is moving. His heart. Because the thing I like best about him is that he wrestles on other people's behalfs. He's been a pastor and a mentor, and the church is full of broken and restored people. We have a gang, a former gang, we have gangs in Haiti. Former gang leader is now the head of our security of this 5,000 people church and HCC facility. We have someone that was rescued out of the sex trade that now leads worship on a Sunday morning. That's his heart, and that's why I'm, I love you. Come on up. Dr. Pastor Julia Volsi. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you know, 
I think I love you. <laughs> because you've given me one of your best. And uh, also, not only George is part of our team, but we also have uh, Dr. Mark, who's been a board member. And it's a guy that will come to Haiti, uh, you know, at least a couple times a year, and he'd always come in, and probably while we're having dinner, he would say, Julie, you know what? There are two most important jobs on this earth. I don't know about you guys, but pastor and doctor. And I agree with him on that, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it is good to be here, and thank you to Pastor Kevin and the entire leadership team for inviting me. Uh, one thing that I always say in the beginning of my um, talk, whenever I have to express myself in English, as you can tell based on my accent, I'm not from here. Uh, so I pray that you depend on the Holy Spirit to guide you on some of the missing words, because I'm going to be missing a few words, uh, and um, I can help it. Um, in a weekend of uh, Mission Weekend, it's normally will be a time uh, where you're doing a presentation of what God is, um, is doing, and which I believe that God is doing great work uh, through this church, uh, and that's why we can have men like George come alongside and to um, be part of what Haiti Teen Challenge is doing. But also I believe that... Uh, it's yet also a time of invitation. Uh, God has uh, invited me and inviting you uh, to be part of what he's doing in this church, in this community, why not around the world, uh, especially in the country of Haiti. In the book of Luke chapter 5, uh, we, read, we read that uh, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake, lake of uh, Genezareth, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. Uh, he saw at the water's edge two boats uh, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Uh, those guys were, were in a position where they gave up. Uh, he got into one of the, the boats, uh, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Um, the, 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 the idea that I want you to get is, uh, the, the first thing that I, I believe that it is important for us to let Jesus on our boat. Um, because, uh, you guys probably know the story, uh, Peter spent the entire night, uh, and he wasn't able to catch anything, uh, because he wasn't able to catch anything. <laughs> As you may be in a position and, in your own life, and you trying and trying, and you aren't able to catch anything. Uh, but uh, the secret uh, Jesus wanted to share to Peter at that time, for Peter to experience, but also for you and I to experience, is let Jesus end. The Bible says in, in John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If, if you remain in me, and I, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, uh, you can do nothing. Uh, and this word nothing is big. That means nothing. Um, and so when Jesus invited Peter to get in the boat, you're going to see what happened. Um, one thing that I know at um, Haiti Teen Challenge, the young men and young women of our graduates, they allowed Jesus to get in their boats. Because before Jesus was in, were in their boats, they used to, it was a life of, um, it, was, it was disaster, I can tell you that. Uh, but they had so much energy, just like Peter, because if you spend time reading the Bible, you can tell that uh, Peter was a guy that has so much energy, uh, so much passion, undoing whatever that he wants, whenever he wants. And probably that's why Jesus, you know, 
uh, invite him, said, you know, would you allow me to get in your boat? Because Jesus knew that if he can get, if, if Peter allow him to be in his boat, Peter will be able to do amazing things. That's exactly what the Haiti Teen Challenge graduates are doing. Uh, the local church that George mentioned, uh, it was their vision, it was them who started the church. It's because they were going to average Haitian churches would not welcome them uh, because of their past. Because they had a, a tattoo. Can you imagine that? Because you have a tattoo, you can be singing, you can be preaching. America would be in trouble. <laughs> and because of their past, you know, the jeans. When I was a young boy, you cannot go to church with jeans. Um, and um, so they, they wanted to serve because they were just like Peter. They have energy, um, you know. Uh, but they, they wouldn't allow, allow them, and so they allowed Jesus to get in their boat, which is their lives, and then they planted this church. Uh, not only this church grew, um, and um, it, it's, our church is the only church in Haiti. You can find young women who was a prostitute, you know, two years ago, and then now leading worship. And for me, this is what happened in John chapter 4 with the Samaritan woman. Uh, because you, when, you, when, when Jesus is in your boat, you can do great things. Uh, not only that, and, and the, the church grew, you know, in, in person, but the uh, online presence is pretty strong. And we have several radio stations now that are playing our sermons and, uh, and our services. So we have over 2 million people who are listening to our sermons and our service every, every week. Two millions. Um, I, can, I can be honest with you. Uh, I have some great board members like Pastor Mark. I mean, not Pastor Mark, Dr. Mark. And uh, I was going to say Pastor Mark and Dr. Volsi, but they have Dr. Mark and Pastor Volsi. And, and our chair, uh, uh, Mrs., uh, I mean, v, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Vicky Jeffries. But, but I can tell you that um, the energy that I see in those young graduates, there's no way we could do this kind of work. So God can use the least of this to do great things. And he's inviting you to be part of what he's doing. So the Bible said that, when, um, after Jesus done with his preaching, and he said to Peter, uh, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the net for a cash. So Simon Peter, I mean, answered Jesus, harvested Jesus, you have no idea because you're not a fisherman. We cast fish at night. Now it's daytime. What, what are you talking about? Now, that, that probably some of your response because, uh, you know, when you're tired, you have no patience. I don't know for you, but whenever I'm tired, I have no patience. Uh, so I, I let you use my boat. I thought you were going to pay me. Now you tell me to, you know, this is, this is, that's what I do for a living. Um, so that was an, an otherwise version, uh, for those of you who know that Bible. <laughs> Verse five said, Peter said, Master, we've worked hard all night. This is what I've done. This is, I do what I know. I did what I knew. Because this is my, 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 uh, my fill. This is my profession. And I haven't caught anything. So I know that, I you know, I work, I did my part. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. The key point number two is listen expectantly and obey. And, and, and this probably not only in, in missions, but it could be for life in general. When it comes to your finances, when it comes to your relationships, when you come to your decision, when it comes to your fill, uh, your, your career. The Lord, you know, wants you and I to uh, listen expectantly and obey. 
When was the last time God has spoken something to you then you didn't obey? And that could be in a relationship, in a friendship. It could be about this church. It could be about your finances. It could be about a mission trip. When was the last time God has spoken something to you but you choose not to, to obey? The Bible said that in verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at, at, uh, at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me. I am a sinful man. What did he see? Well, he did what Jesus said. And the Bible said that there were so many fish on, fish on the earth, but that doesn't mean that there's no fish in the sea. All you have to do, you have to listen to the master and obey. So when Peter said that, and, you know, I, I love Jesus. I and mean, it was that new to him. He knew that Peter was going to catch fish. He knew that Peter was going to make that bold statement. And he was ready for that. Because whenever he knew something, that's one thing that I, I, kind, I kind of love about America. You guys know how to plan. Uh, you have to plan the right. Well, this is, this is something that I think that's part of the, this country being a great country. So Jesus planned, you know, what he was going to say to Peter. Um, for he, but because when the Bible said that for he and all his companions were astonished at the cache of fish they had taken. Uh, it was something brand new to them. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's uh, partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. I, I, um, I, I knew who you were. Uh, I know that you're a mess. Uh, but I came and I got in your boat anyways. Don't be afraid. Uh, don't think that you're not qualified. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will f- fish for people. Um, and and when he said that to Peter, he said to Peter, you know what? You don't look qualified. It seems like something is missing. Uh, you know, the night was rough on you. Uh, you thought that your own ability was enough. But you know what? Don't be afraid because I am in your boat. Um, and I think this is, I believe not really think, I believe this is what God is saying to Haiti. This is why we're putting time aside. This is why we put it energy. This is why we're putting, you know, a passionate about Haiti with all those that's going on, all the political unrest, all the chronic things that's going on. Because the, the problem, the political problem in Haiti, humanly speaking, is, is chronic. That means I have a doctor here. That means there's no solution for it, humanly speaking. But I know that if only we allow Jesus to get on our boat, Haiti could be a much better country. We believe at Haiti Teen Challenge, we can change a nation through one generation with the gospel, with the power of the gospel. We believe that. We believe that through Haiti, uh, Haiti Teen Challenge, Haiti will be a witness to the world for God's glory. We believe that. All we have to do is to allow Jesus to get in our boat. And he said, from now on, you will fish for people. Uh, and just imagine that the guys had a full boat of fish. That can turn out to be a, you know, to, 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 to a boat of full of money. Cause that was their business. And Jesus said to them, you know what? From now on, you'll be the fisher of men. Because listen to me. Souls are more important than our resources. Souls are more important than our fish. Souls are more important than our money. And this is why it, I, I always tell people that uh, I was talking with, uh, I think, uh, one of my friends, I don't know if it was Joy, but someone, uh, and then I said that I would never sell something that I don't believe in. Um, the reason that I am sharing the gospel, the reason I'm telling people to come uh, to Christ, the reason that I am invite people to give, people to call, 
is because I believe that souls are more important than any financial or any resources that you and I uh, may have. I don't know what time I have, but um, I, I'm, I'm not, um, so bear, bear with me, maybe that, yeah, somebody will just, you know, when it's time for me to stop. <laughs> because if, if I went out of English, I'll start using Creole. <laughs> so it's more important than anything. So they could have sold the fish, but those guys in verse 11, they could have sold the fish and have a boat full of money, but those guys, they choose to follow Jesus because they also quickly realize that it is more important to have Jesus in your boat than to have a boat full of resources. And this is big. This is big for me. This is big for our society because we live in a society where we focus more on the resources uh, than the source himself. They knew quickly that Jesus was the source the, that, that provided the resources or the fish that they need. So this leads us to this key point number three. Follow Jesus wherever he leads. Follow Jesus wherever he leads. As a young man, I, I, my, you'll be amazed what was my uh, biggest um, dream for life in the beginning. The biggest dream for life in the beginning after I met a few uh, English speakers from the, here from North America. Okay, I think they call them Americans. Um, I know that for a fact I was not going to be white, obviously. Even if I tried, that was not going to work out. You should have laughed with that. Okay, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I could learn some English and then I could, you know, move to America and become an American. And so I started to look, you know, what people my kind who look like me look like when they become an American. Well, the hair, you know, the way they fix the hair at my, in my, in those times, you know, the hair will be a bit. And then, so I did that. I did that. I started watching some uh, guys who were playing ball and they have a little earring. So I did that too. Because my dream was I wanted to become here in America and to be an American. And then I went to the U.S. Embassy and I applied for a visa. And then to the interview, and uh, the, the officer asked me, why do you want to go to America? I didn't expect that question because I'm not Jesus. So I had to come up with something quick, you know, to give an answer. Because I like to solve problems. How many men we have here? You like to solve problems, all right? Even we don't know what you're doing. <laughs> And then I said, I said to the visa officer, I'm going to the U.S. so I can train myself and go back to my country and serve my people. I said that. I mean, probably that was one of the best sentences, you know, from my life, you know, at that time. <laughs> I mean, I never said anything good like this. I mean, and I said that and, and she was, you know, she was impressed. I can tell that she was impressed. And I was impressed of myself. <laughs> and um, and then she said, yeah, you qualify. I said that in English. And she said, um, when you get to the city, would you learn more English? I said, sure. As you can tell, I, I, I'm, I'm keep walking on that, so it's been a long time. And then and she, she gave me the visa. At that time, I had a girlfriend in New York, and I called her. I said, hey, guess what? I'm going to the States. I got the visa. I'm going to be an American citizen in my mind. You know, I'm going to be Americans. But I said, but I'm going to have to come back home. Because when I made the statement, she agreed and she gave me the visa. It's like a load said, you know what? This is your, this is, this is, you know, I'm in your boat now, but this is what you're going to do. 
And I can tell you that I love a lot of things about America, except politics, but I love everything. <laughs> Although I'm, uh, <laughs> I love politics, and not like, you know, but um, I don't have to say anything about that. I know I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> but, um, but I said that, um, you know, I have to go back. And I, I lived there. It, it was great. I pastored a great church. I went uh, to school. You know, life was beautiful here. I can, I can order pizza. I can do all those things. Um, I was living in Florida. The beach is not too far away. I can go for a long walk and I can do all those things. But God keep calling me. You know what? Souls are more important than your resources. So what is keeping you? What are the obstacles that is keeping you from following Jesus? Allow him to be fully in your boat. Is it a relationship? Is it a habit? Is it comfort? Materialism? I told you that I was going to have a hard time with one word. This is the word. Materialism. Is it, is it, is it, you guys understand that? Yeah. Is it, is it what keeping you from allowing Jesus to be fully in your boat? What is it that is, he wants you to live on shore to follow him. Do you have Jesus in your boat? Because we are living in a very critical time. And I can tell you for certain, the only way that life will make sense is when you fully have Jesus in your boat. Let us pray. Say, Father, we thank you for who you are. Thank you because you came in a form of mission to rescue us. Thank you for asking a group of shepherd board men to follow you, and because they responded, yes, they allow, they said yes, they were willing to leave everything to follow you. Today that the gospel has been preached, people are living with hope. This morning we are so grateful we could be part of this family. If there are any men, any women here, who probably in this place, or probably watching us, online that you are calling to make the same steps that those disciples the shepherds we pray that this morning you will speak in their hearts and you will help them to say yes because a yes to you is a yes that have an eternal value in jesus name i pray amen